tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the show, Ridiculous Historians, and hello to you and whatever neck of the global woods you find yourself today. I got to tell you, this episode and this topic for today's episode is calling up some memories for me of a very strange weekend. There was one time where circumstances found me in Dublin for like 26 hours. You do that from time to time, don't you, Ben? Things happen, Noel. Things happen. Uh, we were just, before we went on the air, asking our super producer, Casey Pegram, who is uh, probably the most well-traveled of the three of us, if he had ever been to Ireland. And Casey, uh, you said you said no, right? I don't know if I'm the most traveled in terms of countries visited or if I'm just the most frequently traveled because I keep going to Paris every year. Because mm-hmm. I actually... I kind of made my tour of Europe, and then I just stayed in Paris after that. (laughs) And every time I get ready to go, I'm like, I should see some more places. And then I'm just like, "Eh, no, I'm not. I'm just going to stay here. What was amazing about Ireland, the very small amount of time I spent there, uh, was everybody had these amazing musical accents. And this might not seem like a big deal to a lot of us listening in Europe or maybe Australia or other places, but here in the U.S., North Americans, and probably this includes Canadians as well, love the Irish accent. I heard two guys getting into a street fight at like two in the morning, and I thought they were just being very kind to each other. One of them was like, 
I'll be seeing you then. And the other one said, oh, no, I'll be seeing you. And he's like, oh, you'll be seeing me, will you? He's like, oh, oh no, I'll be seeing you. And he's like, yeah, and this is the line the guy used. He said, I'll see you very well. And I turned around. Oh, you see me very well. I see you even better. I turned around, and uh, the police force, uh, La Guardia, uh, they're called, they were holding these guys back. And one of them had a bottle, and he was, like, brandishing at the other one. It sounded like this very polite, maybe slightly drunken conversation between friends, right, who were just trying to, like, one-up their bromance. But no, those guys were going to beat the tar out of each other. We've, we've, we've probably sounded that way to passersby before, slightly in our cups <laughs> on the porch of uh, the old local. This is uh, the bar that we frequent. Yes, our local bar is called The Local. That's very true. It's really Great easy. chicken wings. Great chicken wings, really easy to remember. Ben, I want to take an opportunity here at the top of the show real quick. Yeah. Uh, we, You and I had a very interesting text exchange the other night where um, you mentioned the fact that you had uh, an odd amount of pictures of a mutual friend of ours on your phone, and you asked me if I wanted to subscribe to a service called Nick Picks. Nick Picks. Nick Picks. And you just sent me this email as though it were from a bot saying, you've, you have subscribed to Nick Pick. Press F in the chat. Rename <laughs> for good luck unsubscribe by being lame and then I hit F and then Ben proceeded to send me like a dozen screenshots of the iTunes reviews for this show and my response was what the hell that was brutal. I avoid these reviews like the plague. Explain yourself, sir. Oh, also, don't forget that you did get, along with that, some top-notch Nick, Nick picks, picks which is uh, a friend of ours, a dear artist, Nick Benson. Nick Benson, Admiral Turbo, he goes by. But I, I bring it up because I wanted to read. Most of these were quite good, and Ben has a good point that a lot of our iTunes reviews are either or Apple Podcasts are either one star or five stars, Yeah, depending on where you fall on the spectrum. But this is one I quite enjoyed. Uh, the subject is... Such a waste of resources. And uh, here's the review. So one star. The topics and headlines of the new podcast episodes are great. But when you listen, you realize they aren't there to cover it, but to go off on nerd tangents and dialogue that is completely irrelevant. No offense, but I don't want to listen to your side convos and inside jokes. Stay on topic and present the story. One of the guys is the worst and always takes it off topic. All caps. No one cares. Stick to the content. He didn't identify who, which one of us was the worst. But uh, I would conjecture that if you're listening to the show now and you're still listening, then you're one of those people who likes the side convos in the nerd chat at the top of the show. I remember that one. And I, I don't know who that is. I feel like they're naming all three of us. There was one There was one review, I can't remember if I sent this to you, that, that made me laugh. And it made me think of you, Casey, because a lot of it was telling us not, not to... They, they were like, we don't understand... I don't understand who this Casey Pegram is. Why are these guys fawning? That's the word they use, fawning. Great word, F-A-W-N. Uh, why are they fawning over this person we don't know? And I thought, wow, you have not listened to the show ever because uh, super producer Casey Pegram has been there since day one. I did see that review and it cracked me up. Just somebody <laughs> coming in in the middle and be like, what? Who is this guy? Why do they keep... Mentioning this guy. Well, I'll tell you, we 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 all, we, all, we fawn for good reason. I mean, it, it's a fawn Ooh. that comes honestly because Casey Pegram is uh, one of both of our favorite people. And if you can't get on board with that, listener, then maybe you need to find yourself a different podcast. We literally have a T-shirt with Casey's face on it. Thanks again for letting us pull that one off, Casey. I'm wearing it right now. And Noel is wearing one of them, yeah. So— <laughs> Folks, I'm as baffled by all of this as, as you are. So. Well, well, they don't know the backstory of how I spent 
uh, the better part of what seven months trying to talk you into letting me get a shirt with your face on it, and you politely told me it was weird. But now we're doing it for a show. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's that's uh, that was a severely "I'll tolerate you, Ben" response from our good friend Casey. I'm fine with that. I think Casey held it together delightfully. Uh, speaking of holding it together delightfully, we should probably do an actual show. Right, right. So I'm not mentioning the beautiful lilt of the how do we get to the reviews i'm not mentioning the beautiful lilt of the irish accent for nothing today's show does concern the irish but not necessarily ireland we are talking about a time when the irish invaded our fair uh country to the north of the u.s canada didn't we do another Canada invasion story pretty recently? We did. It was a Fort Blunder, which was built on the wrong side of the border. That's right, because we were concerned about an invasion from Canada. This episode concerns an invasion of Canada by the Finians, who were members of a 19th century movement uh, that was all about Irish independence from Britain. Um, they were uh, a secret organization. They were outlawed in the British Empire, um, and they were also known in Britain as the Irish Republican Brotherhood. Is this a precursor to the IRA, Ben? I believe. I believe that is correct, at least in terms of concepts, right? So the IRA would be thematically descended or ideologically descended, if not directly descended. So tell us a little bit about those roots then, Ben. Of the Finians, sure. The Finian Brotherhood was founded in the United States in 1858, and it was a precursor to things like the Irish Republican Brotherhood. The members were known as Finians, and Mahoney John Mahoney, that is, one of the founders, was a Gaelic scholar who named his organization after the Fianna, legendary band of Irish warriors. So they traced their origins back to the 1790s when there was a rebellion seeking to end British rule in Ireland, first for self-government and then later to establish an Irish republic. When John O'Mahony had founded this, he did it after he had traveled to the continent to avoid arrest in Ireland, and then he had lived in France for a little bit, still planning to overthrow British rule in Ireland. And in 1856, he came to the United States to found the Finian Brotherhood. And in some ways, the, the Finian Brotherhood was aiming to become a replacement Irish government. They had adopted a constitution, rules for general governance, and so on. And this was, uh, it's important to note, this was an American branch of this larger Finian movement. And the main thing that they did originally was to raise funds and obtain weapons to send to Ireland. The mission of the Finians was always, ultimately, to overthrow and drive out the British forces. So here's the thing, too. Uh, most of the Finians had been made uh, super battle-weary and hardened, uh, rugged even, by the American Civil War, where they had fought. Uh, they were experienced. They um, had seen plenty of brutal and bloody battle, and they were very, very skilled. Right. Out of all these immigrants who had fought in the Civil War, 
10,000 joined the Finians after the war ended in 1865. That's the U.S. Civil War under the leadership of a Brigadier General Thomas William Sweeney. They also elected that government in exile when we're talking about New York and they changed their strategy. They said instead of just moving money and soldiers and weapons to Ireland, let's do something else. Let's take the fight for Irish freedom to British Canada. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit TomboyX.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's how it came about. In 1865, an American ship called Aaron's Hope, E-R-I-N-S, was intercepted by the British Navy on the way to Ireland. The ship was loaded with soldiers and ammunition bound for this planned Finian revolt. The mission failed, and the Finian branch in America held an emergency convention in Philadelphia. A guy named William Randall Roberts, who was a radical firebrand, was elected president of the Finians, and he said, let's invade the British North American colonies of Canada. And they thought this was maybe not a good idea. They thought it was something they could pull off. Mm -hmm. They thought it was possible and plausible. Because even then, I mean, the Canadians probably had the same, you know, reputation they have now as being pretty chill, agreeable <laughs> folks, right? <laughs> it's interesting because the Finians already had some support politically in the U.S., and the government didn't really mess with their meetings or gatherings and stuff. And Canada's borders were virtually unsecured. The only guards they had were citizen volunteers. So all these 
veterans who have military experience and are armed because they were able to get this. I didn't know this after the Civil War. They were able to purchase their rifles and ammo at a super deep discount. They're like, hey, congratulations on surviving. This usually costs, you know, $20, but we'll give it to you for two. Just because of like as a as a reward almost for their service. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you are alive. Here's a deep discount for you. That's you know better than nothing, I guess. I know the next thing you want is another gun, another and more, gun, more, and, more and more stuff to do. That's right, and more and more uh, people to kill and uh, protect yourself from from being killed by. But you know, if there was anyone I wanted to do that with, it would be the Canadians. But that could be entirely incorrect. Uh, that reputation could be absolutely um, a fabrication, and Canadians could actually be bloodthirsty killers. But we don't really have that uh, information here in this story. <laughs> right. We don't. What we do know is that the idea for the invasion or the seeds were planted as far back as 1865 when the Finians in the U.S., Uh, split up into two factions. One was um, headed by William Roberts, the other by a guy named John O'Mahony, who was a member, was was one of the founding members of Mm -hmm. the Brotherhood, right? And the Roberts wing is actually the one that um, suggested doing this invasion of Canada. Um, And here are some of the supporting details that they put forth as a, a justification for this plan. They pointed to the fact that there were hundreds of thousands of these battle-hardened veterans uh, that could support this invasion. And if they did it and timed it in the right way, it could bring about a real revolution in Ireland if they controlled Canada. It would also force the British government to be engaged in two different wars separated by an ocean, which logistically is incredibly expensive and Eventually, they realized that that rebellion they were hoping for, that revolution they were hoping for in Ireland was not actually going to take place or gain the momentum they wanted it to gain. They kept with the idea of the invasion, but the goal changed. Instead, they said, let's make sure we can engineer a border incident between the U.S. and Britain that will force them into another war. And, you know, it's it's. No secret at this point that the U.S. and Britain are still very sore at one another. Uh, The British Empire heavily favored the Confederacy during the Civil War, which is a a fact that many people are unaware of. Uh, During the war, in fact, the British government almost granted diplomatic recognition to the Confederacy. And this kind of uh, tense, uncool vibe between the U.S. and the Brits was probably not going to lead to another full-scale war, but it did mean that the U.S. government was certainly not going to go out of its way to assist British forces in Canada. As a matter of fact, we have we have solid proof that President Andrew Johnson was aware of the Finians' plan for this Irish invasion of Canada, but he didn't really do anything to stop it. He was kind of like Gene Wilder playing Willy Wonka in the uh, – the original and good adaptation of Charlie and Chocolate Factory, where he says, no, stop, help, please. please. Yeah, it's true. Um, so let's go a little deeper into what the U.S.'s role in this whole thing was. Yeah, why were they okay with all of this? So like you said before, I mean, Andrew Johnson was clearly more or less okay with letting the Finian Brotherhood kind of poke Britain in the eye. But he 
actually uh, had some more strategic kind of long-term uh, things to gain here. Uh, U.S. was really deep into this idea of manifest destiny, of expanding their territorial holdings um, to the West, and the government actually participated in this planned rebellion. Um, Johnson met with some of the leaders of the Finians uh, and helped get them discounts on weapons um, that they sold to them, and he gave them his backing with the understanding that if the Irish did take over Canada, uh, they would sort of be in league with the United States. That would be better than having a territory bordering our country that was controlled by the British, who, while we were tacit with at the time, were not, you know, fast friends. There's a lot of, like, simmering resentments uh, held over from, obviously, the Revolutionary War. Right. Uh, And even during the Civil War, at the time, Johnson is pressing the British government to pay reparations for different damages incurred during the Civil War for which he feels they are responsible. And we've still, okay, back to our two competing Finian factions. This is the Finian faction fact check. I got through that. All right. Well done, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, So these two different factions launched two different operations. In April of 1866, the O'Mahony Wing tries to seize an island near New Brunswick, but the U.S. Navy, oddly enough, disperses them. They had gathered in Maine, but they were disbanded under the eyes of watchful U.S. troops. No one in the federal government was super stoked about reining in these Finians because they thought that they might lose the Irish vote, which was a huge voting block, right? So as a result, the Finians were able to organize a much larger campaign later. The other wing, the Roberts Wing, launched its attack on Canada under the command of a Civil War veteran on June the 1st, 1866. General O'Neill led a force of over 1,000 men into Canadian territory near Fort Erie in Ontario, and initially, they had some some pretty good success. They won two battles, including the Battle of Ridgeway, and they only had about 10 people die on their side, same number of people dead, or around the same number dead on the Canadian side. But what was the, what was the Battle of Ridgeway, and why— it's funny because in our notes here, we have it listed as the so-called Battle of Ridgeway. Was it just too small to be a battle or what was it? So this uh, conflict had had several names. There was the, the Battle of Lime Ridge or Limestone Ridge and, of course, the Battle of Ridgeway. Um, and this began, this conflict, on the morning of June the 2nd, 1966. And it was near a village called Ridgeway and also a town in Canada called Fort Erie. Um, which is now Ontario. And there were 800 Canadian soldiers, and they faced off against around the same number, a little less actually, Finians, around 800, between 750 and 800 Finians, who had crossed the Niagara River from Buffalo, New York. And it's interesting because historically, this is a significant thing for Canada because it's the first battle of the industrial age that was fought entirely by Canadians and led exclusively by Canadian troops because they were typically part of a British offensive, right? It's a good point. This is also the last battle fought in Ontario against a foreign invasion force. And in 1921, it became a national historic site. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year 
Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So one thing that I think uh, reflects well on the character of the Finians in this conflict is that the troops were respectful of local civilians uh, and Canadian prisoners of war. In fact, one Canadian soldier, Lance Corporal William Ellis, later writing about his experience, remarked that the Finian's treatment of myself and the other prisoners was kind and considerate in the extreme. So they've got that contagious Canadian vibe, right? It gets into everything. O'Neill was aware that the Canadian forces overall were much, much larger than the team he had put together. And eventually, those forces would come to bear. So on the 3rd of June, he said, okay, we're going to take the army back into U.S. territory and we're going to wait for some friendly reinforcements. But at this point, the U.S. government, because politics is nothing if not fickle, the U.S. government said, all right, maybe this is getting out of control. Like, we don't like the Brits either, but come on, guys. So once they got back across the border, O'Neill's army was met by American troops who said, nope. No more crossing the border. You can't make any more attacks. And over the next few days, the American forces broke up the Finian army. O'Neill was even arrested and temporarily incarcerated. Yeah, I think U.S. Marshals actually uh, swept through and uh, and did the uh, the arresting and incarcerating in question there. Um, there was a smaller incursion um, into Canada, uh, a, a smaller contingent of, of Finian troops, um, but this was pretty much quashed as well. Uh, the second Finian army um, was broken up by U.S. forces when they got back to American soil. And by the 8th of June, it was all over. That was it. That was it. 
Yeah, there was a, kind of ended with a whimper, really. Yeah, so that's why it's a so-called battle, right? It's more of a series of skirmishes. About 850 Finians were captured by U.S. authorities, as you have mentioned. Another 100 were caught by the Canadian militia. There was another raid, no casualties. A lot of the reason there was no casualties because U.S. federal authorities had taken the Finians' guns and ammunition. And the Finians, eventually after these failed attempts, are more or less disbanded because the entire invasion demonstrated the futility of their strategy. It proved that Canadian forces would fight to preserve their land, and more importantly, they could mobilize thousands of volunteers from their population to fight for it. There wasn't much hope that the Finians could get as many people as they needed to first seize Canadian territory, much less hold it against volunteer Canadian forces that far outnumbered them. And the Finians learned that no matter what the U.S. government might say or how it might feel about the British Empire, they're not going to offer any real support. You know what I mean? They were, they were kind of doing a proxy war thing. Exactly. That's totally true. So um, what happened in 1870 was that a convention took place within the Brotherhood, and that's when they decided to launch another attack on Canada. Because it worked so well the first time. Let's do this. They, they, they were resolved. And so John O'Neill um, was to uh, head up the, the Finian forces, um, and we have John Boyle, uh, John Boyle O'Reilly, that is, who is a journalist who is, uh, who's, who's hanging out as well. O'Reilly is the reason that we have a lot of the, uh, the, the juicy details from, from this, these conflicts. And uh, this one was particularly di- disastrous for the concept of Finianism in these fair United States, right? Mm-hmm. What's strange is that they did have an unintended benefit for nationalism. It just wasn't Irish nationalism. Those raids in 1866 didn't do much for Irish nationalism, patriotism, but they became a defining moment in Canadian history. In February of 1867, various Canadian colonies were combined into the Dominion of Canada while some factions of Finians continued fighting. I love the alliteration here. They clearly, if you just look at your closest available world map, did not manage to liberate Northern Ireland yet. A ship full of Irish-American fighters landed in Western Ireland in May of 1867 in 1870, there was another Finian raid in October 1871. A few dozen Finians marched in Manitoba or toward Manitoba, hoping to join some rebels. They got arrested. They just couldn't get the leverage they need. But you have to wonder, you know, what do you think those guys would think of Brexit if they heard about it now? Because Ireland is Ireland proper is still going to be a member of the European Union. It's a good question. I mean, I think it would. It, it seems like. I don't know. I mean, Brexit is more about British, Britain for the British. And this one's sort of about Irish, Ireland for the Irish or like breaking away from Britain. So I think they'd probably be into it, right? Yeah, I'm wondering because the idea of Northern Ireland gaining independence to retain EU status, you know, I I, I just wonder. These are, these are new politics to us, but they are politics with a long, long story. 
Well, Casey, I think you've you've spent the most time out of the three of us in the EU. Uh, do you do you have any insight on what's going to happen? Could Brexit, in a way, end up reuniting Ireland? A reuniting or reigniting the troubles is is kind of the fear uh, um, that the kind of uh, the very delicate piece that's been worked out there since the height of the troubles sounds like it could be in jeopardy again and that that border with Northern Ireland could become contentious and could be more of like a, I think, a patrolled border. There could be difficulties with like imports and exports. So it's, I don't know, it's it's a very like messy and delicate situation. From what I understand, I'm far, far, far from an expert in that region, but that's that's kind of what I've heard. Casey on the case. And we want to hear your take, folks, because One thing this show has taught us is that history is chock full of strange attempts at revolution that sort of devolve into a couple of dozen dudes, maybe with guns, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, hopefully with guns, it makes for a more interesting story, right? What what are your what are your weirdest invasion stories that you've encountered locally or in your travels? Let us know. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. We're Ridiculous Historians on Facebook, where you can meet one of our favorite parts of the show, your fellow listeners. If you wish, you can find me on Instagram at HowNowNoelBrown, where I just, you know, do various and sundry things around the house and a little bit of travel, a little bit of kicking it with the kid and going to shows and whatnot. And I think Ben is on there as well. I am. The rumors are true. You can find me at Ben Bullen. You'll see me getting kicked into and out of various places on my quest for the perfect slice of pizza. I'm kidding. When it comes to food, I am I'm a... I'm a garbage fire. I'm a dumpster. Just throw food at me. I don't need a plate. I will just, I'll catch it and eat it. Uh, but yeah, you can see some some various ill-informed misadventures there at Ben Bolin. Uh, we want to give a big thanks to super producer Casey Labouche Pegram. We want to also thank Christopher Hasiotis, Eves Jeffcoat, Gabe Lugier, our research associate, and a new addition to the show, uh, research pal Ryan Barish. And of course, Alex Williams, who composed our theme. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X visit tomboyx.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene! 
Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.